My name is Pauline Moran, and I played Miss Lemon in 32 episodes of Agatha Christie's Poirot. Well, my former agent suggested me for this role, and I didn't really think I would get it. But I went out on the train one very sunny afternoon to uh, St. Margaret's, which is very close to Twickenham Studios. And I met Brian Eastman, the producer, and I did um, a reading for him. And I didn't really think I would get it because um, I used to colour my hair red, which I, I absolutely adore red hair. I don't have it now. My hair's white. But, but um, for some reason, I decided to up the ante and I put a, um, a fashion uh, red colour on it, which was really very, very bright. And I turned up for this interview. I thought, well, that that's lost me the job for a start. But as it happened, um, I was offered the job. In fact, I was offered... Um, Series one, 10 episodes in series one, seven episodes in series two, and five episodes in series three. So that wasn't bad going, really, was it? And the options were taken up. Christie's uh, opinion of Miss Lemon is she's rather like a machine. Um, her description of her uh, in the books is wiry hair, and she wears a pince-nez. Never, never makes a mistake. But, um, of course, we realise that she is, after all, human in the end, because in, um, uh, which one was, oh yes, Hickory Dickory Dock, uh, Miss Lemon's sister, who has a student hostel, um, is, is very upset, and that's upsetting Miss Lemon, because there are all sorts of mysterious, petty little thefts going on. And, of course, she asks uh, Poirot, horror of horrors, he, he notices a typing error, never before happened. So um, he calls her in and wants to know what's the matter, and, and she tells him, and of course, he offers to go along and investigate the matter. And before long, of course, murders are happening right, left and centre. But um, I think she is um, maybe a reflection of Poirot, because Order and method is his um, or way of doing things, and it's also hers. She thinks so much of him, you know, she, she wouldn't um, let him down in any way if she could help it. We were very fortunate to have such wonderful actors in the principal roles. Uh, David Suchet, obviously, as the definitive Poirot, and Hugh Fraser as the intelligent ass Hastings, and of course, the wonderful Philip Jackson as Inspector Jap. And we all got along as a house on fire. You know, there was never any um, professional competition, <laughs> as, as there can be on some pro productions. But we're, we were fast friends and we're all still in touch, even after all these years. And it, it's, um, it, in fact, um, I had worked with Philip Jackson before Poirot because we both did, did an episode of a series called The Storyteller, uh, which was one of Jim Henson's productions. And uh, we, we played the Emperor and Empress of Russia. So that's where we first met. But um, we're all still in touch. 
um, whenever David's on in the West End, I always go and see him and I always go to his dressing room and have a, a reunion with him. And I sometimes see Hugh and Philip. So the relationships were very, very good on that production. Miss Lemon didn't actually get to go on location very often. Um, and Poirot's flat interior was originally created in Twickenham Studios. Um, eventually, for the later episodes, we went out to Bray Studios. Um, as for locations, um, they got all the lovely um, visits, perhaps to, I think they went to Morocco or Tunisia for one episode, and they did ask me, did, did I want to come? But um, I said, no, I didn't want to go, which was lucky, because apparently um, they got... Um, I don't know whether it was gastroenteritis or something very, very nasty, in a bug, I think. But um, I would have liked to have gone, but I, I didn't think it could be justified on the budget. <laughs> um, locations, yes. I did get to go to South Devon when we did um, uh, Peril at End House. And we also did Evil Under the Sun um, out in South Devon. And, of course, that was filmed on Burr Island, which is just off the, off the shore. And the, way, the only way to get there is through the famous sea tractor, which resembles a wooden shed with no sides, like no windows, on four long legs with wheels on the bottom. And the engine, uh, when, when it started, it... Uh, mm, gives off this hideous toxic um, exhaust and you, you roll slowly through the, the waves um, over to the island and that's the only way to get there apparently and uh, Burr Island has the most magnificent genuine art deco hotel and we use that as a location and where else did we go? Oh, Paralit End house. Um, yes, it was near Salcombe in Devon, but we all stayed at the most beautiful, I think it was a Jacobean manor house called Buckland Toot Saints or Toussaint, if you're being very French. And I, I do remember walking back into Salcombe on a twisty um, lane. And, and it was so hot that day that I actually got, um, I never get sunburnt but I did get sunburnt that day. And I still have the little marks on the backs of my hands, which I got that day through sunburn. So you can tell how hot it was. Maybe it was some climate change ahead of it being a big deal. David Suchet is undoubtedly the definitive Poirot. No question of it. And I think it'll be, well... If anybody wants to do a, a series, um, I don't attempt it, is my advice, because I don't think it can be bettered. And I know certain actors have done a few of the Poirot stories from a very, very different appearance and different angle. Personally, I don't think it works. But, you know, that's where the money is. So, But David, as a professional, is a consummate professional. And... Uh, you you know that at the end of each episode, there's, there's going to be a denouement scene 
where Poirot speaks maybe for about five minutes. And David could learn these things without ever making a mistake. And when he got to the end of them, the, the crew used to applaud him. And I do know that he, he learnt his lines three days in advance, always. So he was always absolutely dead letter perfect on, on the set. And, uh, you know, th this was very, very, it, it maintained standards. It made everybody else come up to speed. Um, and the, the rest of us, of course. No, David is utterly, utterly professional and generous as an actor. And, you know, the, sometimes we, we got um, young actors who weren't quite so professional. Well, they did get put in their place, I can tell you. So because he won't have anything like that on the set. All the episodes that I, I was in had an element of studio work, but it wasn't a TV studio, it was a film studio, Twickenham Studios or, or Bray Studios. And I, I, there were a couple more, but it's so long ago. I can't remember because the first um, Poirot episodes were recorded in 1988, which is, I think, about 32 years ago. So um, <laughs> memory does fade. I think, well, I wouldn't dream of choosing a, a favourite from the three other principles because we, got, we get on too well and they're each so uh, individual. Um, Hugh is, is, has a very dry sense of humour. David is, is wonderful, to be honest. And he... he a northerner, um, a few pure comedy gold um, instances in his performance. For instance, in Evil Under the Sun, um, he, he arrives on the seashore with a dozen policemen ready to look into the case. And um, his favourite line, which, which, uh, which creased me up every time, was, fan out, lads. And of course, he, he goes on marching on in, into the sea without realising, then looks down and realises where he is. And then he backs out slowly and he lifts one leg and shakes his foot very nonchalantly. Um, you, if you got to see that episode again, check that moment out. It's brilliant. All the um, individual one-hour episodes were, were a self-contained story. Um, uh, some of them were done in two parts so that they could be um, transmitted as a feature length. Or, or the things like um, Lord Edgware Dies or Evil Under the Sun or the ABC Murders, um, which I wasn't in. And, you know, they, they were done deliberately so that they could be sold abroad as feature length episodes but um the one hour episodes were taken from um the the novels or or the labors of hercules which are short stories 12 short stories and um no they they, they weren't sort of carried over week to week they they were self-contained my favorite episodes i suppose are, are the ones where i get to leave 
the studio, the interior, uh, and that would have to be um, Peril at End House, which I enjoyed, and also these feature-length episodes, Miss Lemon tended to have a little bit more to do, and Lord Edgware Dies uh, was a good one, and uh, Hickory Dickory Dock, of course, features Miss Lemon and her sister, so clearly uh, Miss Lemon has more to do in that episode. Um, I confess that I, I absolutely adore all the episodes that I was in. We had a really good time and the production values were amazingly high on that. So popular it's still being shown today. I think it's, um, I think, I think it's well over 60 countries are, are watching it. And I still get um, fan letters and requests for photos, not of me, but of Miss Lemon from all over the world. So that proves how popular it really was. I can't oblige you by saying there were bloopers because we were all far too professional to make those kind of mistakes. <laughs> and uh, no, I really can't um, give, you, give you anything like that, I'm afraid. I really would like to credit um, the costume people in, the, in this series because um, uh, Barbara Cronin was one of the chief costume designers and the late frocks, and they were vintage, genuine 1930s clothes. And I did keep them very clean. And she used to say that you never knew I, I, I'd worn them at all. You know, she told me some horror stories about people who'd damaged her costumes. And um, I, I, disbelief is the word I use. But um, you, you do notice, you know, pe people do write and say how much they like the, the appearance of the character. Because I, Miss Lemon was very formal and we dressed her in deep shades of burgundy, celadon green, navy, but very, very elegant. And I only, she only once had um, an evening dress in a sort of cranberry crepe colour. And, um, you know, it was wonderful. I mean, the, the other women uh, uh, characters who came into it as guests, you know, they got really glamorous frocks, but I was so pleased that Sheila dressed me the way she did. She had the most wonderful collection. Thank you very much for thinking of me. Mm -hmm.